Hi, and welcome to Reasonable Product, the podcast that gives a fresh perspective on technology, organization, and product management in a way that resonates to product and business leaders. I am Salva, and in this deep dive, we'll be talking about what people call low-hanging fruits. This podcast is intended for business-oriented people, including product managers, and I will give you very concrete tips to avoid this trap. Don't have the time to listen to the full podcast now, no problem, but then don't forget to save it for later, and remember for now, low-hanging fruits don't exist. We all know some expressions, jokes, and ways of working are just part of company slang and feel normal corporate life, doesn't matter the company or industry you're working for. One of those expressions is low-hanging fruits. Let me say straight, I do have a big issue with this expression. In this podcast, I am putting together a set of thoughts and real-life examples I collected in this topic over the years. I've witnessed too many ill-fated decisions in good part that were taken due to a low-hanging fruit reasoning. And I know, for many people working product management, this is just daily business. But what has low-hanging fruits to do with product management? Well, while this is a multidisciplinary problem and is strongly related to the art of prioritization affecting product managers, decision makers, developers, product teams, I'm intentionally organizing this podcast in a way that speaks, first of all, to business people. The low-hanging fruit analogy is used in different contexts and industries. I believe those of you who are working in product management and software development are the biggest victim because there is where low-hanging fruit are the most vicious. As a product manager, you've probably already been asked to do something just because it's a low-hanging fruit, haven't you? And you probably have learned and hopefully mastered the art of prioritization. You know too well that trying to get to do many th too many things at the same time or tackling topics and opportunities just as they come is a receipt for disaster. So you probably put in place already a nice framework, rise, eyes, and one of those two score opportunities, you know, and you found out how to do next with these frameworks. Hopefully in your organization, everybody, well, almost everybody understands already the reasoning behind this prioritization and everybody, including business and management, is so happy that you're finally have got a framework to do that. Great, right? But then, even though you've got all of this in place, kind of out of the blue, yeah, sure, prioritization is still important. There are still tons of things contributing to the metrics you have to do, but you know, this, there is this, this small little feature, it's just a low-hanging fruit, could you do it now? And what can you do? You don't want to miss it, do you? Somebody dropped the low-hanging fruit card, and as of a sudden end of discussion, your old prioritization framework, not there anymore. As I will argue in the next paragraph, playing the low-hanging fruit card, as I call it, is a lose-lose game. And the ones pushing for shortcuts, and I believe usually this is going to be business stakeholders potentially, will often be shooting in their feet. But first of all, why are we calling them low-hanging fruit? So the analogy with the tree is pretty straightforward. Why bother getting on a ladder and get the fruits on the top of the tree when you can get the easier to catch, equally tasty fruits hanging from the lower branches, right? And this sounds pretty logical, doesn't it? Well, let's start with the two keywords that pushed us to go for those fruits. And we said, tasty and easier to catch. But is it really so? 
Let's start from the tasty. I say they might be tasty. They're going to be poisoned anyway. And this is going to be about the value. Let's take an objective look at it. The classic value versus effort representation. You know, there's two axes. We've got value one and the effort the other one. Provides a formal way of prioritizing, of telling apart what brings good value in the business and makes sense to be pursued and is easy on one side versus what is complex or doesn't bring value on the other side. I think pretty much everybody's familiar with a diagram like this. By low-hanging fruit, people usually refer to the, let's say, top left area, also known as the high value, low complexity, low effort. So far, so good. Top right is usually referred as the moonshot, like big opportunities that require a dedicated and significant effort, probably not what you want to start with. And of course, nobody wants to do high effort, low value work, right? So to be clear, this reasoning makes a lot of sense. This matrix is just a visual simplification of a more structured or quantitative prioritization framework like ICE, impact, confidence, and ease. So what's wrong with it? Here we come. While in theory, you want to be looking at value and effort jointly, evaluating the value, it's much more difficult than evaluating the effort. Or at least, that's what our brain believes and naturally tends to do. So by seeking low-hanging fruit, you're mainly putting the accent of your evaluation on the easiness part. You're checking how easy it is to do. You're postponing the evaluation of the value, which is, is it worth? Does it make any sense or a difference for our business? Because you get dazzled by the how easy it is to do. And as a proof of that, remember last time somebody tried to convince you that feature X is a low-hanging fruit. Did it start or she start by explaining you how valuable it was? or just by arguing that it takes so little time and effort to do, right? So you know how have your evidence, you know what I'm talking about when I say that we're starting evaluating easiness before the value. And again, doing easy things first is not necessarily a bad idea, it's actually a good idea in many cases, and we're gonna talk about that. The real problem here is that here you're just postponing at best, or probably forgetting most of the time, to take in consideration the value axis. Back to our metrics, your brain is now looking at the problem on one axis only, which is the easiness axis and the value one, completely forgot. In other words, we believe that by doing low-hanging fruits, we are targeting the real easy wins, those that bring good value for effort, but in reality, at best, our brain is creating a simpler model where the value, which is difficult to estimate, is blurred, and the effort is the only thing we're looking at. Now, we also said that these low-hanging fruit are easier to catch, right? So this is the effort axis. I already mentioned that easier to catch is the other part that is problematic. But why are we so tempted by these things? Why do we like them? Let's start with an observation. If you have a pile of different things to be done, starting with the quick and easy ones is actually good and will lead to the overall minimum average time for completion of your task. So if you've got a sequence of tasks of different lengths, starting with the easy ones or the short ones, will reduce the average time to completion and speed up the delivery of the value for your product. Until here, we're all good. This can even be proved mathematically and a formal demonstration is a cornerstone on what is called the queuing theory. Now the problem is that this applies well when the tasks you're performing are of all of equal importance 
and you can predict the duration of effort of each one of them. And we already saw that evaluating effort is something our brain finds more natural and decent than estimating value. So he does find them, but this doesn't mean that he's actually good at it. On the contrary, people tend to be overconfident and optimistic. We tend to underestimate the complexity and the effort, and this is a name, it's called optimistic bias, and the implication on software and engineering are proven if you like to go on reasonableproduct.com and look at a full article about low-hanging fruit, you're going to have references to the article, to the scientific articles, get into the details of this particular topic. Now, in particular for software products that are somehow abstract or intangible, we're easily blind to the real complexity of an addition of a new feature. It's easy, right? It's just software. And also software enables us to create things very easy, at least easier and in a harder world. Still, the real cost of software is not the direct development cost, but rather the maintenance, the operation, and the overall product life. In other words, even easy to build, even if it's easy to build, this still is going to create product debt and expenditures to maintain it over time. And there is more than this, because we didn't estimate the value right at the beginning, you remember, chances are that we'll not get any value out of the first iteration. Because we don't have a definition of success, we don't have a benchmark, that this failure will not lead us to an objectively revaluation of the situation, but would rather try to organically improve the solution with what you have. Rather than reconsidering the opportunity, we are in reality increasing even more the effort because we are trying again, 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 and we don't know where to stop. So all in all, what was supposed to be a low effort task will most likely prove it to be longer and more complex than anticipated. So we are shifting now to the bottom right quadrant. You remember our metrics and doing what we would never have done if we had been considering the prioritization of the low-hanging fruit with a cold mind. So let's put all of this together. What is the consequence of our lack of judgment of effort on top of deferred judgment for value? So at this point, you can't trust the effort axis and you can't trust the prioritization decision taken on the basis of the value access either. So basically what you're doing because it was easy and valuable are is most likely none of them, not easy and invaluable. So that's how it's going to look like at this point. You're going to have a, your metrics, but in reality, both scales are going to be blurred. So there are no borders anymore between what is an easy win and something else, which is potentially just a plain waste of time. So you know where I'm heading with this. There is another less evident, I would say, reason why the low-hanging fruits card should not be, you know, should not win too easily, should not be accepted as, a, as an option too easily. Optimizing for easy and valuable task or feature is in general okay, right? So you do want to do things which are easy and bring value, but the reality is that a lot of what is valuable but not easy is much more important in the long run. So those may be entry barriers to your competitors. You don't want to become a champion at easy things and always prioritize easy things, but you want to still do things which are complex sometimes because this is gonna, bring, it's gonna build up the muscles for, for you to be able in general to do more complex things which are gonna protect your business. So prioritizing low-hanging fruit can be a hideout for more severe issues, such as, for example, of the lack of a product strategy or at least of a strong product strategy that would lead you to moonshots say because you know where you're going in this case you'll find yourself falling back on simpler topics and say 
I don't really know where I'm going. I don't really know what it, where is my battle, what is going to be my immune shot. So I'm just bending back on those low hanging fruit. And it is also possible that you do have a product strategy, but are still failing to break down those moonshots because even if they're moonshot they still have to be broken down in easier things you can imagine kind of a pareto um, paradigm there where you get your moonshot but you start working at 20 per on the 20 percent of this moonshot it brings down brings out the 80 percent of the value so if you're not doing this what you're going to do instead potentially just going to look at easy battle to to win and again this might be okay sometimes but it's really bad in long term now, some practical tips to address the low-hanging fruit discussion. And this theory sounds reasonable, I hope, and you're most likely happy to apply to your prioritization work, right? But still, you're gonna be confronted to a situation where people, and I guess probably business people, company leaders, sales customers will ask more or less gently, can you please slip in feature X because this is a low-hanging fruit for this product. So what can you do? First of all, you can bring a few of the elements we just discussed into the discussion. In particular, I would say, let's move the discussion to, are we sure about the positive impact? So let's not talk about how easy it is. Let's talk about the value we're bringing. Let's imagine we have done this and now we've got the feature. And so you can start from this. So let's say we, we've got it. Now it's, it's done. The feature is there as you asked. How is it impactively impacting our business positively, right? And how are we ensuring that people are actually using it? Do we have any evidence to this? A, a tip to, do, to, to, to make this very concrete is to go the extra mile and start by creating three scenarios. Pessimistic, optimistic, and probable one. Putting in real numbers and then discuss with the, with the other parties. Say, hey, what, which is going to be the, the scenario we believe into and how is this going to look like? And this is just moving the debate into the value rather than the easiness. Secondly, is it really easy? Perhaps it's easy to do, but did we factory the cost to maintain all this product over time? And again, if you're interested in this topic, I'd encourage you to listen to a podcast we've got about product dev on reasonableproduct.com. Again, a tip here concretely, if you don't have internal benchmarks, as a rule of thumb, you can reasonably double the cost of your feature. And this would help you to take in consideration the additional, let's say, 20% per year, which is the industry accepted average of maintenance cost over a few years. So if you just say this feature that looks like costing X is in reality, let's assume it's going to cost us two times X, you're probably a little bit less off in terms of an estimation. Finally, what do we do after one week's after one week, uh, where we believe it was a low-hanging fruit, proves not to be so, right? Is no low-hanging anymore. Would we still be doing this if it would be taking twice the time effort of money? So where do we stop? So have a kill-by-default scenario, a kill-by-default rule, where you decide if you really want to do it, you decide before starting when and why you're going to pull the plug. And finally, if this doesn't work, you can always try to move the conversation away from why we should not do this into the direction of what what is going to be the prioritization between two things. So we've got this, let's say, let's say low hanging fruit X versus another accepted valuable feature Y. Which one would you do between the two? In other words, share just share the full reasoning about why we're doing this and not the other one. Is it going to be bringing me more value or not? So. I hope all of these shed some light at this very tricky topic. And finally, and most importantly, I want to tell you, sit back and relax. You're not alone. 
Um, everybody is suffering about this. It's something I've been seeing a lot in the industry, but I hope now you're better equipped to handle those painful discussions in a positive way and to do something meaningful for your product and for your organization instead. So next time somebody asks you to do something just because of low-hanging fruit, think about this. And of course, feel free to point them, him or her to this podcast or to my articles on reasonableproduct.com. I'm also very curious to hear examples and experiences you might have. So if you uh, you like to share the most painful, ridiculous or trick experience you had with a low-hanging fruit discussion, I'd be very interested to know. So until there, thank you very much for having been with me until here. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to welcoming you back to Reasonable Products soon. Remember, you can find a full podcast, articles and other product management thoughts on my website, reasonableproducts.com.